Hey guys, welcome back to the Sounds of the Future podcast. I'm Tom. Appreciate you coming back for another listen. Today's episode is another clip that I've pulled from a video on YouTube. This is the second installment in an 11-part series that I am doing about the top 10 biggest mistakes I have made when promoting my Spotify profile using Facebook ads. And this episode is when we really start to dive into the details of the content. So the first episode was the list of the top 10 mistakes I've made, going down that list, all 10 bullet points. This is diving into bullet point number 10, which is where we let off in the last episode on branding and specifically on making changes to your brand as an artist in the middle of a release cycle. In the initial episode of this series, I talked about how one of the biggest mistakes I made, I sort of made twice when I made big changes, first to my artist name and second to my followers on Spotify during, in the first case, uh, a release cycle and right before on the eve of a release the next time around in the second case. So two very big mistakes on my part. Uh, This time around, we're diving into that, but I also... I recognized that talking about my own experience was going to be just a little bit thin as far as content is concerned. So I went into more detail in this one about what branding is, how to brand yourself as an artist, what the different aspects uh, mean that you need to pay attention to. And then I break down in the second half of this episode, if you need to make changes, if you don't get it right out of the gate, like I didn't get it right out of the gate, how to make those changes, when to make those changes, and and what that might look like for you. So I think this is a pretty helpful episode. I'm digging it. I'm, I'm proud of this one, and uh, I hope that you enjoy it. Have you ever wondered what brand is? Like when somebody says the word brand, what does that even mean? And how does that apply to being an artist or a musician? Like what is my brand as an artist? Well, in this video... I'm going to talk about what brand is, how it applies to you as an artist, and how you can go about changing it if you haven't gotten it right out of the gate. What's up, guys? It's Tom. Welcome back to the lab. Welcome back to another video. Welcome back to my life. Now, last week, I posted a video called The Top 10 Biggest Mistakes I Made with Facebook Ads for Spotify. In that video, I listed 10 things that I have done when running Facebook ads to grow my artistry, my profile, my following, my fan base, and how they didn't work out. And so what I wanted to do is try a new sort of content format here on the channel. I wanna take those 10 bullet points from that video and I want to expound upon each of them in a follow-up video. What my goal is is to take that video as the basis for basically a playlist of 10 additional videos, each of which will go into more detail about one specific point from that video. So this is the first video as a follow-up to that video. Now, if you haven't watched that video yet, you can check that out right here. It will lay all the groundwork for you to get started in this series. So today, we're gonna start with point number 10, making changes to my brand in the middle of a release cycle. This is a mistake I've made. And what I wanted to do in this video is not just talk about those specific mistakes for me, 
but I want to dig into a more sort of general understanding about what brand is and how we can get that right as artists initially out of the gate when we first start. And if we don't get it right, then I want to talk about some ways that you can make adjustments to your brand so that you are set up for success as time moves forward. With all that being said, Let's dive into it. What is brand? What is brand? What does that mean? What does that word mean? And how does it apply to you as an artist, to me as an artist? Well, in short, brand is relationship, emotion, feeling, and trust. What you are selling as an artist, what you're selling as any brand is a relationship with your customer, in this case, your listener, an emotion or feeling that you want that listener or that customer to get when they're engaging with your brand. So specifically to us, you want to cultivate an emotion or a feeling that a listener gets when they are interacting both with your music, with your content anywhere online, or with you personally in direct messaging or email or whatever. Thirdly, you want to establish a trust. You want your listener, your fan, to trust that what you deliver to them, be it visual, audio, one-on-one -on -one engagement, whatever, is gonna be consistent with their expectation of you in some way, shape, or form. Now, I'm not saying don't take risks artistically. I'm not saying don't change things up. I'm not saying stick to the formula. But if a listener and a fan trusts you as an artist, they trust you as a brand, then they are going to give whatever you put out a reasonable shot. If you start over here stylistically and you move over here for the next release, your fans are going to trust that they're going to like something about this release, even if it doesn't sound like the first song they fell in love with. Bands do this all the time. You look at a lot of really successful bands. Take Linkin Park. They're one of my favorite bands. Hybrid Theory and Meteora were two very, very similar records. They just slapped an intro on Meteora and it was the same exact sort of track flow and everything. And then they switch it up with the third release. And this happens time and time again. Bands will figure out what works, they'll deliver it again, and then they'll take stylistic liberties and make changes to what their sound is because they know that they have developed trust with their fan base. So what does good branding as an artist look like? Well, a few different things apply to today. Today's day and age, how social media is set up, how the internet set up, Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. There are a few different things that make branding good across all of that stuff. Number one, you want to have consistent usernames across all of your profiles. Me, I am at Tom Dupree the third on everything. Wherever I am on the internet, I am at Tom Dupree the third. That way, my followers know if they want to find me on a new platform, they can probably look up my username or just my display name because it's Tom Dupree the third on everything. Number two, you want to have the same profile picture across all platforms. This is an instant recognizable face that your viewers and your audience and your fans can see and know it's you. Like, hey, that's his profile picture on Twitter. I see it on Facebook. I know that's him too. It's instant recognition. Number three, you want the same color and visual aesthetic across platforms. Now this can sort of get a little murky depending on your release cycle and things like that. Albums will change the entire aesthetic of a band's front-facing imagery and coloring based on the record. By and large, you kind of want to stick to a similar theme across all platforms at any given time. So for me, if you go and look across Facebook and Twitter and Spotify and YouTube and everything, I have a similar electric blue theme with blacks, grays, and whites. It's a very muted palette and blue is my color of choice. Now that you know about it, 
go look and you'll see it everywhere. And then lastly, number four, you want to have a similar message across everything you do. For me, my message is hope and inspiration, positivity, and education. Those are the things that I lean into as a creator and as an artist. Everything I do comes at you through the lens of hope and positivity, inspiration, and education. These are the cornerstones of what I do both as a creator on the internet and as a musician. I like to talk about themes of hope and inspiration in my music. I also like to talk about some dark stuff lyrically as well, but it's all sort of wrapped in this veneer of a positive outlook. I've chosen my messaging that sort of displays itself across everything I do. And as an artist, this is something that you wanna do. If your messaging is just partying, cool. Make everything you do about partying. But the moment you switch on a dime from making everything about partying to making everything about introspection and reading books, your audience isn't really going to know what that means. Now, if you're turning over a new leaf and you want to change all your messaging to be consistent with that, that's totally cool. But if you're talking about partying on all your records and then you're posting on Instagram about how you just read books all the time, that doesn't really fit with your messaging as a brand. So why do these things all matter? Why does all this brand stuff matter? Why do we need to worry about it? Again, you're trying to develop a relationship with your audience. You're trying to build their trust and you're trying to elicit an emotion, a feeling that they get when they interact with your music, when they interact with you in all of your content. And what you really want to do is establish these things in the mind of your listener so that every time they want to experience the thing that they relate to you, they know where to come and find it. They know that they can always rely on you and your brand to deliver that specific thing that they want. I have certain bands that I listen to when I'm mad. I have certain bands that I listen to when I'm happy. I have certain bands that I listen to when I just want to kick back and relax and not listen to any lyrical content. I just want music. There are different pieces of music for every mood, for every desire for everything that you want to experience. And you need to figure out where you fit into that for your audience. And so this is why this stuff matters. If you don't know what it is, your audience is probably not going to know what it is either. So it is worth the time and effort to figure out what that is. Now on to the second part. Let's say you didn't get all this stuff right out of the gate. Ideally speaking, when you decide you want to start releasing music, you go and reserve your username on all the social media channels you want to use. Uh, you reserve it on Spotify and your name is exactly the same on everything, both your display name and your username. So it appears in all the links, but that doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes the usernames are unavailable. Sometimes you've already got a different username on one thing than the other. And sometimes you need to make changes to something as big as your artist's name in the middle of having already released music. This is what happened to me. I was at Tom Dupree the Third on everything and my display name was Tom Dupree the Third on everything. But when I started releasing music on Spotify and Apple and everything else, I created the artist name TD3, my initials, T-D-I-I-I. It occurred to me about a year in that, wow, okay, this was a big branding mistake because people are asking me all the time, where's your music? I can't find it. I saw a video or an audio clip on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube and you're Tom Dupree the third and I'm searching on Spotify, but I can't find your music. Where is it? I realized I had a problem. So I needed to initiate a change. So when do you make this change? Well, ideally speaking, you are releasing music on a four to six week cycle consistently. If you're not, start doing that. If you are, you want to initiate big, high level artist changes 
four weeks after your last release. You have a four week window when your algorithmic playlisting options on Spotify are the highest. And after that, things will drop off a little bit. Generally speaking, if you're on a six week cycle, you have sort of a two week buffer period before you ramp back up for the next one. The beginning of that two week buffer period is when you wanna initiate these big level changes. I didn't do that. <laughs> I did successfully change my artist's name, which if you wanna watch a video on that, you can check this one out right here. But I did it two weeks after a release and it absolutely tanked my results for that release. I basically torpedoed it and didn't get the traction of the results of the streams that I wanted to get out of it. So don't do what I did. Wait until four weeks after your last release and then initiate these important high level changes like changing your artist's name. Now, if you wanna change your name on social media, I recommend you do that as well early on. Changes like this, artist name, social media profiles, do it sooner rather than later. It's much better to fail on the small stage than it is on the big stage. If you have 5,000 followers, it's better to do it now with 5,000 than it is with 10,000 followers. Let's say you don't wanna change those things. It's not the end of the world, but it is better if you do make those changes now. So if you don't wanna do it, totally cool, up to you. But from a branding perspective, from a forward-facing audience engagement perspective, it is the best if you can have those things the same across all channels. Now, aside from artist name, what else can you change? Aside from usernames, what else can you change? Well, you can change your messaging. Let's say you haven't figured out what your messaging is. Do a little introspective looking and figure out what you want to talk about. What do you want to be about? What do you want to tell your audience? What do you want them to believe and understand and feel when they engage with you? Think about those things. Start making those changes now. Once you figure out what that direction is, Start posting about it. Start putting it into everything you do. Go back and look at all your work. See if you can find a general theme amongst all your posts and all your content that you've created, all the music you've put out. Maybe it's already there. Maybe it's staring you in the face. Lean into that. After that, coloring and aesthetic, this can change immediately. I would advise to do it in between releases. Wait until four weeks after that last release. Update all your profile images, update all your headers, start changing all your colors and stuff out to match and to be consistent. And then once your artist names change or your usernames change, your messaging, your coloring, all that stuff, then upload your next release under all your new stuff and get ready to go from there. You may not make that six week turnaround time, but it will be worth the one or two weeks delay to get all that stuff right before you start back on your six week cycle again. Now, coloring and profile pictures and things like that can also fall under the per release window. As I said before, oftentimes when bands or artists release records, they'll change their profile pictures, they'll change their coloring and their messaging and all that. But records released by big artists are set for a release cycle, a big long release cycle. So for us as independent artists, who are releasing a single every six weeks, maybe putting an album together at the end of every year, I would argue that your branding should stay consistent on an annual basis. Pick your profile pictures, pick your header photos, pick your coloring, pick your messaging, and set that as the standard for the year. And then when you wanna start a new cycle at the beginning of the next year, then make all those changes again. But your artist name, of course, will stay consistent. Your usernames will stay consistent. So if you're going on a per release change in aesthetic and profile pictures and things like that, make it a per annual cycle change, not an every six weeks change. If you're changing your profile picture every six weeks, your audience is not gonna be able to keep up. There's a sweet spot for change. It's four weeks after your last release, two weeks before your next release would theoretically go live. But if you're making very 
high level changes like your artist name, wait until that name is changed on all streaming services before you upload that next song for release. So that's it for this one. Make sure you watch the first video in this series, the top 10 biggest mistakes I've made. It will set up everything you need to know for the rest of the videos coming forward. I'm gonna put all this in a playlist so you can check it out. If you have any questions about this, if you want me to do a more dedicated video on brand, picking your colors, picking your profile pictures, I would love to do that. Uh, just let me know in the comments if that's something that's interesting to you. If I missed anything that you would love to see me cover, let me know in the comments as well. Other than that, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you always continuing to watch. Make sure to subscribe, hit the bell, like, share it, all the stuff. And there's some stuff at the end here you can watch too. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. So that's it for this episode of Sounds of the Future. I hope you got some really good information out of this on branding and how to make changes to yourself as a brand, as an artist. Uh, if you haven't yet, Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and hit me up somewhere on social media and let me know if you have questions about this or even if you just got some value out of it and want to tell me. Uh, I wouldn't turn that down. <laughs> uh, I would love to talk to you. So, yeah, share it with your friends. Share it with your mom. I don't care. Share it with anybody who you think will benefit from this kind of stuff. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening, as always, and I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.